We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's, let's talk a little recruiting, Ryan. Something else that you need to be writing a lot about, or excuse me, let me rephrase, that you are writing a lot about. That's what I meant to say. Did not mean to say it the way it came out. Hey, man, came I, put, out. I put work in, man. Come on. Come on. Did not mean it like that. Came out wrong. My bad. Um, another thing that you are writing a lot about is recruiting. And Notre Dame, as we said, is in the middle of a dead period right now. And obviously, there's not kids going to be on campus at the current moment. But that doesn't mean Notre Dame's not working. Obviously, Chad Bowden and Staten, the recruiting operation, and Notre Dame coaches are, are obviously getting involved uh, with finding new board, or new kids. And, I, and I'll say this, Ryan: I, I texted somebody that I that I know today, and I said, I don't really know how I feel about the 2024 class right now. Like a lot of the highly ranked players I've watched, I'm just like, uh, just not blown away. And then I see these kids with like, you know, no stars, three stars. I'm like, how is this kid? a guy that's not ranked, but this kid over here is like a top hundred player. It's really weird. It's a strange class. There's some positions that are just really not strong from what I can tell right now. And I think it's putting this Notre Dame staff in a unique situation because they're having to, they're having to really dive deep at some of these positions to try to go out and locate kids. It's not a great linebacker class of known top level linebackers in this class. So they're kind of not incredibly yeah, deep. Right. Like, yeah, Safety's yeah. kind of, uh, you know, like last year there's, I've yet to see a safety so far, especially since Mike Matthews wants to be considered a wide receiver. Right. Yeah. I've yet to see a safety that I put into the level of what Caleb Downs and Peyton Bowen were even before their senior year. So agree. there's some interesting positions here, but there's other positions that are strong. You know, there's, it's a really good tight end class. I mean, really yeah. good tight end class this year. I mean, there's a lot of good tight ends. Uh, so there's some other positions where it, it's a good class, but it, it does it so far, it doesn't seem to be in a great year, right? Uh, a, a super, super deep year of the top level, no brainer prospects, but it's also wide, a year. Wide receivers are really good one this year. I think wide receivers and that seems to kind of always group. be deep. Yeah. Usually it's a good, it's a very deep class. I'd still say that there's not a ton of like, holy moly. Like I was tweeting the other day about, uh, AJ Green retired, and I've said that 2008 receiver class is still the best I've ever seen. 
with I mean, Julio and it know. was Julio Jones, AJ Green, Michael Floyd, Jonathan Baldwin, Devere Posey, De- DeAndre Brown. I think would have been a first round pick if he didn't tear his knee up. He was, was he the a, Southern Miss kid, right? He was a Southern, Southern Miss kid. Had like a thousand yards as a freshman at Southern Miss, yeah. and then tore his knee up. He was like six six, fast. Uh, Justin Blackman was in that class. Arkansas had three kids from that class that were really good. It was a, it was Dan Buckner never panned out, but man, I loved him coming out of high school. It was just a really really good receiver class. This class doesn't have that top level, but it is really really deep. Um, so anyway, Ryan, the, the, the point is Notre Dame is really having to scour the nation and we're seeing them throw some offers out to kids that not a lot of people knew about. And you pop into film and you're like, boy, a lot of these kids are just really impressing me. So it's going to be an interesting few weeks as we look at Notre Dame kind of throwing offers out. Uh, there was a kid that they offered the other day, uh, quasi Gilmer. I'm sorry. I like that kid's film more than several top hundred players that I've seen with offers so far. Uh, and, and then there's some top hundred guys that have really good offers, obviously as well. Ryan Wingo's legit, right? And yes. so it, it just means that I'm I'm it's 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 been a unique offer prospect. Like part part of me is like, man, they're they're getting a little desperate with some of these offers, just because you see this kid, then you pop in the film and you're like, okay, all right, I get it, I see it. So anyway, Ryan, they're throwing more and more offers out right now, trying to grow the board. They're already about the same number of offers they had all of last cycle. They're already Wild. close to that number. Yeah. And I think they're going to have to continue to do that because of just just the way that this board is shaping up nationally. Now, kids are starting to set up visits, and that's the other big part of this. And so we've seen some offers go out, Ryan, and we're going to talk about some kids that have set up visits. That's going to be the next part of this and, and just kind of what it means for Notre Dame. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We'll kind of go uh, a little bit chronologically, but we'll start with the one guy who hasn't set up the official date because I think this is a an interesting one. Is it um, the the Pella Pele kid? How do you do? You know how he says his first name? Have you asked him? David. This? It's David. It is David. Okay. Yeah. David Pella Pele. He said so far what he told you, Ryan, is he's going to visit three schools for sure: yeah. Notre Dame, Colorado, and Miami. I feel like I'm back in 1990. Like when you wrote that report, I'm like, am I back in 1990? Whereas like Notre Dame, Miami and, and Colorado are the three best teams in the country. Uh, it's pretty cool. But so that's a big one, Ryan, because Notre yep. Dame fans are begging for more 300 pounders on the D line. That's one. And I've always said I would have a rule if I was Marcus Freeman. If you don't give me one Samoan defensive lineman, one Polynesian defensive lineman, excuse me, in every class you're 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 gonna have to find a new job. I'm being a bit hyperbolic, but you get the point. He checks yep. all those boxes and he's not from out west. Well, not yep. a, he, he not now, right? He I think originally he's from he's from out he's west. From Ang- no, he's from Anchorage, Alaska originally. That's out west. Yeah, that's pretty west. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. It's further I, west I, than I, any I, other I, continent. I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have very good Alaska. It's it's California, know, then Canada, then Alaska. So yes, it's west. Okay. Sure. Uh so um, Ryan, Ryan's like, I saw it down here on the map. <laughs> no, I, I knew it was up, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, him being from Pennsylvania only helps. He was going to go to IMG. He's not now. So there's a lot of things happening here. Ryan, what's the latest with David? You had a chance to talk to him. Uh, yep. What's the latest? And I did find an interesting note about who is driving that recruitment. It was very pleasant surprise to see that. Yeah. Well, it, and it's, He's a very interesting kid, Brian, because like you said, I mean, he was living in Anchorage, Alaska until he was 14 years old. They moved him out to Pennsylvania. Him and his family, I should say, moved out to Pennsylvania. Was thinking about going to IMG. Decided not to, obviously, for a senior because he wanted to stay with his brother. He has a, and I, I put it in the note on the board, his plan right now is to commit July 4th. That is his chance. That is when he is planning on doing it because his brother, that is his birthday, and he wants to get, get everything done before the before a senior season starts in late August. So that's kind of the, the timeline. Like Brian said, he's going to visit Notre Dame, Miami, and Colorado for sure. Does not have official dates set yet, but those are three schools that he said he is definitely visiting. There's no doubt about it. He's also the cousin of Penne and Noah Sewell, which is a funny little note as well. But, I mean, 6'2", 305 pounds, really talented football player. Notre Dame is going to get him on campus here in the next couple months. And, I mean, he spoke about Notre Dame in the top group of schools that he said was recruiting him the best. And the person, the single person that he mentioned in this recruitment was Al Golden, mm-hmm. which I was, again, a little surprised about. Just for- let's explain why. We rarely hear kids bring up Al Golden. Yes. And when they do, it's usually is like in passing. It's like the third or fourth guy involved. Yep. So hearing that he's heavily involved with this kid, Ryan, was a very good sign. And I love it too, Brian, because let's look at Al Golden's background, right? He played at Penn State. He recruited the state of Pennsylvania a he's ton. from Jersey. right? From Jersey. He knows this area. And David plays in Penn State country. Like that's where he's from, right? That's That's a lot of the fans want players to go to that type of environment. So – 
I think that it's really big, one, for Al Golden just to get more involved in general because we just haven't heard enough about him. But also Al Golden has recruited the state of Pennsylvania. He knows the state of Pennsylvania very well, and he knows this region very well. So I was pleasantly surprised to hear that. And he spoke very highly of Al Golden, too. Literally, he mentioned the schools to me that have been recruiting him well. He mentioned Colorado. He mentioned Miami. He mentioned Penn State. He mentioned Notre Dame. The only coach he mentioned in across every of the schools was Al Golden. The only one, which was very interesting. This is what there. frustrates me. Yeah. Because Al Golden was, has, has made a reputation. We talked about who was hired. He was a very good recruiter at Virginia. And, and is a guy that is known as a very strong recruiter. His recruiting at Notre Dame, and or lack thereof, has been about effort. It's not about him. It's not like he, he you've you've seen him, right? He's a very engaging guy. He's a very smart guy. He's got a voice that's like you know, you kind of walk into him, he starts talking, you listen, right? He's, yes. it's just he's not doing it, and that's the frustrating thing. So at least it's a good sign, at least with this kid, and hopefully we start hearing more of this if he's going to stay in Notre Dame. We start hearing more of this because there's no questioning that Al Golden has the ability to be a very strong recruiter, and yeah. when he's done it, he he did get involved in selling his plan to Jay Nalsbury. Did a great job with it. It's not about a lack of ability. It's a lack of willingness to do the work. Right. Like without Washington, I question a little bit of both. Does he have the ability to really connect with kids at, at the level that other coaches have? I question that. Does he have the work ethic? I question that. Without Golden, I don't question the ability to recruit and close. I question the the work he's putting in. So yep. that's a good thing to see him get involved because he is a, a major asset when he wants to be. As sure. a recruiter. And, and could I say too, Brian, uh, another good note on David that I thought is pertinent to this conversation is that I asked him what is most important to him when selecting a school. The first thing he said was relationships. That's the biggest thing for him. And the fact that he named a singular coach about the relationship that he's building with Al Golden, I felt was a very good sign because he is a very family oriented young man. That's why he stayed in Pennsylvania and didn't go to IMG to be close to his brother and not have to leave, right? So that all, I think, speaks well for Notre Dame's chances here. Again, you have to get him on campus. You have to impress. You have to continue building this relationship. But I think they're in a pretty good spot with David Pele Pele as they are right now, currently. The, the Sewell thing explains the Miami interest because obviously yes. Noah and Penney played for Mario Cristobal at Oregon. Noah Moore, I think – Penne only for one year, right? I believe so, yeah. Because he didn't play yeah. in 2020. Then he sit out yes. 2020. He sat out 2020. Right. Correct. So, yep. and then Noah obviously committed there and and um and and played for him there, obviously. So it's a talented family, man. It's yeah, it is. Yes, it is. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. All right, Ryan, let's uh let's get to the next kid. So so we don't know his visit date, but one date we do know, Ryan, is Bodie Cahoon who is from the state of Virginia, from Patrick Henry High School, which is a uh, sort of the northern part of the state. He is a commit to Ohio State for lacrosse. Yep. So is he still committed to Ohio State for lacrosse right now? Okay, so Currently he's an Ohio is, State yep. lacrosse commit. But he's starting to get a lot more interest for football, Ryan. Just give a little bit of backstory there and then let people know uh, that he got offered a couple days ago and has already set up a visit to Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah. Really interesting. Cause like you said, he's been committed to Ohio state as a lacrosse player. He, so I asked him point blank, like, you know, what's the, you know, is, is there a course for action where you've just played football? And he said, yes, I'm, I'm leaving everything open right now. I love football and I'm, I am listening to all the, uh, ten, the offers and the pitches that are out there right now. So he's been offered recently, you know, the last couple of weeks, NC states come in, 
Virginia Tech has come in. Tennessee has come in. So some good schools have now really started to pay him a lot of attention because the opportunity to play football on the next level is there. And he's a 6'3", 220-pounds linebacker that plays midfield in lacrosse. He's a really impressive athlete, man. Like you pop on the film. He reminded me a lot, Brian, of Phil Pachotti in last year's class mm-hmm. that ended up at Oklahoma, like long and super explosive. Like that's the things that really popped to me about this, about Bodie. And so he does have a visit set up to Notre Dame. He knows that he is going to be there on March 22nd. I think, yep, March 22nd is when he's going to make his first official visit. Funny story. He's a Virginia guy now, but he was originally an Indiana kid. He grew up in Indiana, so he's very well aware of that's Notre in your Dame front page story. Correct? Yes, I believe yep. about him as well. Okay. Yep. So he he is from Indiana. knows He's very well aware of what Notre Dame brings to the table, the brand, all that great stuff. But despite him being from Indiana, he's never been on campus at Notre Dame. So March twenty second is going to be the first time on campus. So interesting football player. I think there's legit interest from his side. There's no doubt because I mean he gets offered and he init- immediately makes the makes a decision to take the visit. He's also excited to get back to Indiana to see some of his old friends and do all that type of stuff over the couple of days that he'll be in town. But a very interesting player, Bodie Cahoon, because, I, again, I think that he's a little bit of a late riser from a rankings perspective because he's a lacrosse player committed to Ohio State, right? So now that he's really giving football a shot, I think that he's going to rise. And I think that he's a – like, I'll be very honest, and we talked about this on the board – there's a couple offers that I looked at over the last few weeks that I'm just like, eh, I don't know, maybe. But I watched that kid and I'm just like, nah, that kid can play. Like I would, I would recruit that kid. Like there's no doubt about it. So I need, to, I need to see him sized up. That's yes. my thing because he's a Mike. I mean, yes. on the film, he's a Mike. I don't view him as a Will. He's a Mike. I need to see if he's a legit two twenty ish, two fifteen ish. I need to see the frame. He runs well. I think I, I don't think he's as explosive as as I think you think he is. But we see him in a very similar light. I think this the degrees is a little bit different. But you've gotcha. also watched a lot more film of him than I have. Uh, he didn't blow me away, but I like some things I saw as a Mike. Yeah, you know, and 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 even like when he's coming off the edge, you see certain things that I like as a Mike. Yeah. I like him a lot better going from middle to tackle than I would from you know sideline stuff. Right. Yes. So I've got to see the body. If the body checks out, because that's the thing about Phil Pachotti that I like. Right. Like Phil Pachotti is going to be six three two forty. Right oh, when it's all said and done, he's got a great frame. If this kid is a legit 220, 225 now, and he's got the frame, then I okay, this kid can be 235, 240 ish, fill out, really be a thumper, a mic. Then sure, let, let, let's let's look for him because I do think they need a pure mic in this class. I don't think they Agreed. have a lot of pure mics on the roster, and I mean, pure mic is a guy that that fits the mic purely, not a I'm not saying like a 6'2, 250 pound thumper. Right. Like that, that's not really a thing anymore, but just a guy that said, boy, that guy has everything you need in a Mike linebacker in this defense is, is what I'm referring to. And, sure. and if he has that, then, yeah, I'll look at him, because as you said, you're going to have to take some flyers in this class of linebacker, most yes. likely, especially at Mike, because even some of the better linebackers there on now that Adarius Hayes is. not I mean, and we kind of thought that he might even outgrow the position relatively quickly. But a lot of linebackers that we look at that I think are more high level guys, Ryan are more pure rover will types, right? It's like, for example, uh, Kylan Singleton, who I like quite a bit. He's a really good player. He's 190 to 200 pounds. He's not a Mike. He's a pure rover will type. Yep. 
And so uh, there's just not a lot of mics on the board. So when it comes to that position, position especially, you're going to need to say, okay, let me go try to find some high upside kid. And honestly, with the way you've recruited linebacker the last two years, that's okay. You can take a chance. It's fine to do that. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it, and it's also not a great year linebacker at linebacker from what I've seen so far. Yeah. And some of the top linebackers on the board are either A, already off the board. Two of them are to Florida already. One of them you expected. You expected Mylon Graham to go to Florida. His dad played there. But the other, you know, Darius, Darius Hayes, you thought you had a shot with for a while, you know. And then, like, Sammy Brown, that's going to be an incredibly hard pull out of, Georgia, yeah. out of SEC territory. You know, he's visited and all that. But, you know, okay, I, I you know, that I kid, believe that I kid's, it. That kid's a freak show, man. Sammy yeah. Brown's a freak show. Yeah. And he's more athlete right now than he is football player, to be yep. honest with you. But the athleticism is insane. He's like a 10, 600-meter guy <laughs> playing linebacker. It's nuts. <laughs> Next guy on the board, Ryan, is a guy that I really wish he would not have set a visit for this date, but I'll take it. And that is Caleb Brewer set his visit for April 1st. And I never like it when kids visit on April 1st because then you just have to deal with one of the things that I find the most annoying things in the world are April Fool's jokes. I still can't believe adults do this, but it is what it is. But that's a big one, Ryan, because that is an offensive lineman that the Notre Dame staff loves. Caleb Brewer from Pennsylvania. And I also love him, and I know you also love him on film as well. He's a really talented kid, listed 6'5", 300 pounds. He's down near more in the 287 range right now because he's wrestling, but he played 295 last year during football. He'll be well over 300 pounds this year when football season kicks around. So all-state wrestler, top five heavyweight in the state of Pennsylvania. He's out of Reading, Pennsylvania, Wyoming High School, which Javon Williams, who's on the offensive line for them last year, now at Penn State. I think there's high interest in Notre Dame. I think there's very high interest. This will be his first visit to campus. He's already spoke glowingly about Chad Bowden, glowingly about Harry Heastand. He said a lot of great things just about the communication that those guys have had with his high school coach and people around him, obviously, right? So really good reviews. I think getting him on campus is going to be massive because he's a kid that I don't think he likes recruiting very much. Just don't think he does, which most offensive linemen don't typically like recruiting very much. They just want to find the fit and then figure it out. I think that ultimately in the end, this is going to be a Notre Dame-Penn State battle. This is what I believe. I think Notre Dame does have a legit shot, and I think getting him up for April 1st is when he's taking his visit, which you know Brian already alluded to a little bit. And I, I made sure to verify, like, you're not joking with me, right? Like, April 1st, ha, ha, ha. No, no, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there April 1st, so yeah. – he verified that. He told me that a few weeks ago that that was the plan. And then yesterday I talked to him and that was officially set in stone because he was trying to get there sometime in March. But then the the windows did not sync up with his wrestling season and Notre Dame's going to be on spring break. And there was just kind of it didn't really match up. So April 1st, Caleb Brewer will be on campus. And I think that that will be a massive opportunity for Notre Dame. If they're able to really impress him, I think that they stand a very good chance to beat out Penn State. But obviously, I think that that is a Notre Dame-Penn State battle for sure. I would throw Michigan in there just from some of the things that I've been told. I, I think Michigan's a player. I don't think they're second right now, but I think they're in that group where they could – I mean, and look, they're back-to-back Joe Moore Award winners, and they've recruited some East Coast kids that have gone there and done pretty well. So I, I would throw Michigan in that as, as a team they're going to have to beat out as well. But, yes, I do, I do think Notre Dame is in a very good place. But they got to close, right? That's going to be the key. Uh, no got to close on this kid. As we continue, kind of go down this list, Ryan, I think, I think we didn't spend a lot of time on Caleb Brewer. We've talked a lot about him on previous shows. That's why we're not spending as much time on his now. But, yes, he's very talented. Like, to me, 
he's another example of this is a funky recruiting cycle because that's one of the best offensive linemen I've seen in his class. And he's a three star. Across, I think only rated the board. Only rated by one platform still. I think he's only a three Even star. Even only on rated one by one. I'm gonna look that up yeah. right now. I can't believe Pretty that's sure. still a thing. So let, let me just look this up. That that that's just late. That's just late. Because here's the thing: they've all seen this kid on film because there was a top hundred player on his team last year. Yes, on three is the only one that's even ranked ranked this kid. That's just silly. Yeah, absolutely silly. None of the others have even. How do you have a top one hundred list and you haven't even evaluated this kid? Like that's just like that's just okay. And you but guys want to know why we think rankings are good. And here's why that matters. I'm going to go off a little yeah. bit of a tangent here. Here's why go that matters, it. because yeah. they are very slow to add kids like this way up the ranking until like the very end of the process, and and if at all. And so to me, it's just you shouldn't be putting a pros a prospect list together when you're when you don't have. I mean, there's so many kids like this, Ryan. We're like these are really good football players, like top 150 football players that they either have as three stars because they've just like what they'll do is, and, and I know rivals did this. I don't know if they still do this, but they did when I worked there, when they create a profile for a kid, they just throw a three-star tag on them and then eventually get around to offering them. I think that's what's happening with Leonard Moore. I, I really do. I think that they just kind of looked at the film. I mean, not even looked at the film, just looked at the profile, looked at the offer list and said, okay, three-star. Right. I, I don't think that they've really evaluated that kid. And I think Caleb Brewer, they're admitting they haven't evaluated because there's no grade on him. Like, Javen Williams is the 2023 lineman on his roster. How do you not have watched him and have a semblance of what this kid can do? Right. I, I don't I don't understand it. It, it well, just it makes no sense to me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brian, another one that I've always, I've talked about a couple of times is the DeMello Jones kid out of Georgia, right? It's like he didn't have any r- ranking whatsoever, unranked across the board, and then he gets Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and then all of a sudden he's a four-star, number 40 athlete in the country, but I think by on right. three, and nobody based else is what? still – nobody's evaluating him. Right. Yeah. What did on three base that on? They didn't brace it off film. They based it off the off list. list. That's I'm it. Yep. And it's just another example of why the ranking system is just very, very flawed. Very flawed. So, Ryan, let's go next. We have him coming April 1st. The last player we're going to talk about is a young man with a familiar name. And that's Kennedy Erlacher, who is the son of former Chicago Bear linebacker and NFL Hall of Famer Brian Erlacher. So he is a yep. – they're offering a lot of kids from Arizona which is wise. It's a state that's growing and growing and growing. And you want to start building more and more relationships with coaches and teams from that, from that area. And Hey, 
They've had a guy kind of pan out relatively well from there recently, Ryan. Kid named Benjamin Morrison. Not sure if you remember him. Decent player. Uh, said, said sarcastically. So Kennedy Erlacher. And I'm not, hey, y'all are going to find this very surprising. He likes to hit. Yes. He likes to hit a lot, man. <laughs> he hits, he hits like someone that's much bigger than he is. Cause right now he's like six foot, six, one, 180 pounds. But he hits like, I thought he was like 205 when I was watching yeah. him throw his weight around, man. Like he's a, He's a really physical football player, safety out of Chandler High School in the state of Arizona. So one of the best high schools in the state of Arizona. They also have, you know, they play against a lot of great competition out there. There's a lot of players on his team even that are getting serious looks, right? And he's a young man that is going to be visiting Notre Dame for the first time. April 15th is going to be the first time that he looked, uh, that he takes, takes a visit to Notre Dame. Someone, of course, immediately asked me on the board, is Brian Urlacher going to be there? Yes, he is going to be there. And also, his uncle's taking the trip with him as well. So, uh, Casey? It uh, might be. I'm not 100% sure. But You're not you know, sure which uncle, uncle it is? Okay. Just said uncle. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm not sure so, how many brothers Brian Urlacher has, or if it may be his an, an uncle from the other side. On the other side. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, got a couple couple talented linebackers, safeties, that are, are coming, to, uh, coming to town on April 15th to check out Notre Dame for the first time. This one's a wait and see for me, you know, from the Pulse perspective. I think he's very intrigued by Notre Dame, right? That's why he obviously made the visit and wants to go from Arizona to Notre Dame. But, you know, I, I think that this is a – that the I think coming out of the visit will have a better pulse on just how serious this interest is from both sides. Because I think obviously they're intrigued by him uh, tremendously, which is why they want him to come on a visit. I think there's reciprocates that interest from Kennedy's side of things. But I think it's going to be a big opportunity to get him on campus to just see how big that interest is ultimately. I'll be honest with you. I don't want him at safety. This to me is the modern rover. Like he's not the biggest kid, but he's he's got some length to him. And you, look, we talk about DNA, right? DNA matters. His dad had a huge, huge growth spurt, huge growth spurt when he got to college. And, and then again in the NFL. So there could be a potentially another growth, growth spurt, but this is a kid that can play the Rover and he's long and he can cover, but more importantly, he can stick. Yes. Like I'd rather have a kid like this at Rover than a, than a, a converted linebacker, uh, you know, Drew Tranquil from 2017 that played in 2017, but now, and this isn't that he can't play safety. It has nothing to do with the fact that he can't play safety. I just think this gives you a lot more uh, matchup options if you are looking at a rover like this, where you don't yeah. have to sub out as much if you have like a Jack Kaiser type of player there who's more of a traditional linebacker with how he runs and plays. That's yeah. just me. Uh, I think this is a kid. Now, this isn't a Thomas uh, Harper type of ro- ro- safety rover, but closer to that than it is to a linebacker rover. So that's the position I, I really like him for, Ryan, to be honest I, with you. I, I definitely want to keep him in the alley, man. My dude yeah. is a headhunter. Like, I want him working – inside out and being just that ferocious player coming down in, in run support. Like that's the best areas for Kennedy or right now, man. He's an imposing force. And to your point, his dad was a late bloomer from a physical perspective. Who's to say that Kennedy or right. doesn't grow two inches. And then yeah. he's got a little bit of a bigger frame that maybe right. he's a will eventually like who knows. Right. Right. But he can, but right now, even with just a normal growth spurt, a normal, not even growth spurt, a normal maturation from what he is now, he's a rover to me. And I mean that compliment. He can run. I mean, if they like him at safety, fine, play him at safety. I'm just telling you what I like him as, and I'm saying it as a compliment. It's not – because, like, you you, want to avoid 
the situations where a guy has to move because you don't think he can run somewhere. Sure. Why do you want him a rover? Well, he just doesn't really run well enough for a safety. Well, then he's probably not going to be an elite rover either. Sure. Right. Uh, it'd be one thing if you're seeing a guy like that and you're going to move him to Will Linebacker. That's a different story. It's more about, hey, this guy can play there. And that's what I like about him there. I think it's similar to the Brandon Hillman thing this past cycle, right? It's like, could yeah. Brandon Hillman play safety? Sure. But man, he could be a oh, dang yeah. good rover, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I like Kennedy Urlacher a lot. Um, I don't really care to talk a lot about his dad. I, you know, I just, I kind of want the kid to have his moment, but I do think it's impossible to ignore the DNA from the standpoint of the growth spurt aspect of it. I don't think you can ignore that. Right. And we've talked yeah. about that before in the past, but the kid can play. And I did miss a guy, Ryan, uh, yes. a wide receiver. Uh, Davis Washington is also going to be on campus here pretty soon. Actually the next, next month. Yep, yep. David Washington, wide receiver out of Arbor View High School in Las Vegas, Nevada. Six foot, 185 pounds, listed six foot one in some places, but I'm telling you he's not six foot one. Very talented football player, though. I, I've been really impressed by Chancey Stuckey because you mentioned Quasi Gilmer earlier in the show, Brian. I think he's identified a couple really nice underrated wide receivers in 2024. I, I like David Washington's film, David Washington's film, excuse me. I think he's a talented player. He will be visiting Notre Dame for the first time. March 31st, he also has some Midwest ties. So he's always been out West, but he's got family in Gary, Indiana. He's also got family in Chicago, Illinois. So he's, you know, he knows about football. He both knows about Notre Dame. So he's planning a little bit of a longer trip out to see Notre Dame for a few days because he wants to check, check in on his family in Chicago. He wants to check in with his family in Gary, Indiana. He wants to spend some time out there and get to see the family. So I think he is, from my, my initial conversations with him, I think he's very intrigued by Notre Dame. I do. I mean, this is a kid that he's an interesting talent. I think that he, I mean, he, he's just one of those really good all around wide receivers. In my opinion, I wouldn't say that he excels in one area. Like I don't think he's a burner. I don't think he's a huge wide receiver, but he just does a little bit of everything pretty well. He doesn't excel at any physical traits, but he excels exactly. in a lot of the technical things. Like he's not yes. like, he's got a lot of work with his stance and start. Like uh, he, yep. you know, he's got a very flat front and back leg. There's some things like that, that I think slow his initial burst down, but you just watch some kids play around. You're like, this kid just has a natural feel for how to play this game. He has yeah. a natural feel for toppings. He has a natural feel for finding open spots. He has a natural feel for catching the football. And those are the kind of guys people say, well, how, where do all these receivers come from that go to these schools I never heard of and they get to the NFL? It's because they don't have those traits. Yeah. But in the NFL, elite athleticism is all fine and dandy, but we've seen a lot of 4-3-4 four, four, and low 4-4 four, four guys not do a dang thing in the NFL. But you know who the, who does? These 4-5-5, four, 4-6 five, five, four, guys that just are master craftsmen. Tabonte right. Adams, Cooper Cup. Right. Yeah, a ton exactly. of those guys, right? Uh, yeah. The kid from LSU that ran a 4-7, uh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. He's yeah. another example. They just know how to play the game. This right. kid has some technical work to do at the st- at the snap, right, in his stance and start. But when you get him going, he knows how to play the game. And he's not, yes. not going to blow you away. But then you're just like, he's that kid that you look at and you're like, man, that, that Braylon James guy's legit. Did you see those three catches in the long touchdown – and then you look and you down at the stash and you're like, who's this kid that had six catches for 83 yards that didn't really do anything flashy, but just moved the chains and did exactly. his job. And you know, that's, that's what kind of kid he is, honestly, Ryan. Yeah. And if the stance and start can improve, maybe then his, his vertical speed improves a little bit. Cause he puts himself behind the eight ball with his stance at the line. Have you, have you, have you yes. noticed that like yeah. very stiff legged at the snap, he's got to improve some of that stuff. But once he gets into a running posture, this kid's got some skill. 
that I like. Now, what I'm I'm not saying I take him right this second. I'm still in the evaluation process, just like Notre Dame is. But you yep. you mentioned you said it correctly. There's some kids on the board that aren't going to blow people away because of just you know they're not they're not the Braylon James physicality. They don't have right. Jaden Greathouse's size and length. They don't have you know some other guys. You know he doesn't have Caleb Smith's shiftiness and elusiveness and smoothness. It's like dang, this kid just knows how to make plays. And that's one position on offense where you can you can thrive with a guy like that. They're not the exact same players, but I think that him and Rico Flores have a similar profile in that sense, right? Like physically, is there one area that Rico Flores excels at? Probably not, but there's a lot of ones that he's very good at, right? That he's good to very good at. So that's how I feel about David Washington. I do. And I'm interested to see how he comes out of that visit because, I mean, I've spoken with him and I will say this. I don't think that staying out West is that important to him just based upon my conversations. Like, I don't think this is a foregone conclusion. This kid's going to go to Cal- go to a school of California, stay in Washington, Oregon. Like, I, I don't think that's a, that's a foregone conclusion. I think that he is very open to potentially going out to the Midwest. He's got family out there. Like I said, in, in Indiana and Chicago. So I, I think that there has an opportunity. I mean, he's very excited about this opportunity. He's, he, I mean, you can tell every every kid says that they're blessed for an offer, right? That they're very grateful. But talking to David, I know legitimately that he feels very blessed for this opportunity that's in front of him. And he's a four-star caliber player by a couple different platforms. He's number top 250, I think, by at least one. So this is a talented football player, man. And again, Chancey Stuckey is getting his eyes on some maybe slightly underrated football players at the wide receiver position in 2024. But certainly guys that are very talented. There's no doubt. So March 31st, David Washington's coming to Notre Dame. Yeah, and this kid's never going to be a super highly ranked kid. He just doesn't have the elite athletic tools that people look for. And I'm not even saying that that's a wrong thing. But what I am saying is that this kid knows how to play. And like I'm looking at one. He's ranked in the top 230 by rivals and ESPN, which is accurate. He's ranked as a four-star by 247 Sports. And then on three has him as the number 77 receiver in the country. And I'm just like, come on, y'all. Be serious now, but that's just they have these really weird rankings where this kid's just like way down compared to everybody else. But it is what it is. So that's the recruiting updates, Ryan. We're going to go to the mailbag next, but before we do, folks, please hit that like button, please hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Make sure you share this podcast, comment on it, and if you ask questions or you comment constructively, we'll we'll try our best to engage with you in the chats as well. Make sure you sign up for the boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. Sign up for the CFB Nation channel, and we'll check out the videos we have there. We put up the new video today. The CFB All-America guys, which is obviously Bill Trochi and Bill Bender from Sporting News, have a show on CFB Nation. They do once a week now in the offseason. They brought in someone who covers Nebraska for a living for Husker Online. Does Did a great job. Steve did a great job with them. Uh, they talk about Matt Rule. Very interesting take, where if you look at Matt Rule, he's really turned every team he's been a part of around. But it's always taken some time. All His first years – at three of his four stops, I think his, his teams were actually worse in his first year than they were the, the from what he inherited. The only exception being, I think, the Panthers because they had the exact same record. So, uh, but in college, his first year, if I if I'm remembering the tweet that the infotel that Bill sent me correctly, he had a worse record in each of those three at, at Temple, Baylor, and then um, who am I missing here? I think there was one other. There Temple, was one Baylor. other. No, it'd have been Temple, Baylor, and Carolina. Those are the three places he's been a head coach. So yep. it'd have been two the two college places. 
But it was a very interesting take. And then they talked about the quarterback battle between Casey Thompson and Jalen Sims. And then, of course, they got into the Alabama hires. They gave their take on the coordinator hires that Alabama had. And then they discussed the top 10 quarterbacks coming back in college football. And Sam Hartman was in the top five. So that was a very interesting conversation that they had as well. So you definitely want to check that out. And you can find that at the CFB Nation channel on our podcast app. And also those videos are uploaded as well onto the CFB Nation uh, uh, YouTube page. So definitely make sure you check that out as well. But of course, everything begins with Irish Breakdown. Thank mm-hmm. you.